Why should we be concerned about the fisheries in Hong Kong and China? How would you characterize their importance in our society today? In Hong Kong, seafood is incredibly important, of course. We have a history, of a really a fantastic history in our fishery. Uh, it was very productive, we have a lot of species, and it was a very much a thriving industry. We used to supply from our own fishery, our Hong Kong fishery, about 90, 90% of all the fish that we ate in the city. And so that was very important. It's important for jobs and it's important for, for the seafood we eat. We had a thriving fishery and, and that thriving fishery was was based on the fact that in this region, in Hong Kong, we have a very diverse system. In other words, we have a great number of different species. They're very abundant. Uh, the Pearl River estuary, for example, is a very, very productive system. Um, and we have many species because we have very different types of habitats, very different types of places that different types of fish can live, and shellfish, of course. And I realize that you're using past tense. So I guess oh, it's yes. not doing so well now, the fishery. So yes. what are the problems today? That yes. So the, the fishery I'm, I was describing, yes, you're quite right, it's in the past tense. The fishery I was describing was really the fishery of the 60s and the 70s, uh, maybe into the 1980s. And that was a fishery that developed uh, based on this incredibly productive ecosystem that we have, but also because there was a lot of government support uh, helping boat building, uh, maybe subsidizing fuel, this kind of thing, which really supported the fishery to develop. But after that, we continued to develop the fishery, but we didn't manage it. We didn't manage it for sustainability. And so what happened was that we continued catching fish, but we started catching too many fish too quickly for the populations to sustain themselves. And to give you a, a point of reference, we now produce in Hong Kong waters, we now produce about 10% of the fish that we eat in the city. This compares with 90% that we used to produce. So this is really a massive decline. You said we don't have much management over our fisheries. Can you go into more specific details? Management is a matter of balancing what the fish and shellfish populations can sustain because of their reproductive rates, for example, and how much we take out how quickly we take it out. So we didn't balance that. That's what fishery management is about. We increased the number of boats, so we increased our ability to, to catch fish, but we went beyond what the fish can sustain. The way in which you can manage, you can manage in different ways. You can maybe control the number of fishermen there are. You can have a quota, how many fish you can take out each year. You can have special areas that you protect, so you allow the fish populations to improve in those areas. In other words, there are lots of ways in which you can manage your fishery, but we didn't do this. To be fair, since December 2012, we did introduce one major management measure. We, as in the AFCD. Yes, so AFCD, um, and approved by the government, introduced a management measure which stopped all bottom trawling. Trawling is when you just pull these nets across the bottom to catch shrimp and other fish. It was a very important measure to stop the trawling entirely because trawling was a major factor in overfishing, taking too many fish too quickly, and it also damaged the habitat. So by stopping trawling altogether was probably, I would, in my opinion, is the single most important and a really significant improvement uh, in our approach to fisheries. However, it's not enough. The Chinese government and also the AFCD are doing something now with their 13 five-year plan and also uh, AFCD's biodiversity strategy and action plan for their own five-year uh, period. 
Um, how would you comment on that? I suppose maybe let's start with Hong Kong. So the Biodiversity Strategic Action Plan, the report, was very recently released. What is disappointing to me is that the focus on fisheries in the BSAP is very, very low. And in fact, there's very little that's new that's coming out of that. If we look from a fisheries point of view, there is discussion about protecting large areas uh, which are important spawning that's reproduction, and nursery areas. But that was already planned. It's really quite astonishing to me that in Hong Kong we do not have any legislation which helps to protect marine species that are threatened. So some examples, local examples of species for which we're concerned, in other words they're threatened at some level, would be the Hong Kong grouper or red grouper, which is Hong Ban, the yellow croaker or large yellow croaker, which is Wong, Wong Fa, and we have the giant yellow croaker, so it's a, it's a very large fish, called the Wong Sun Yu. So we don't have yet the pieces in place to be able to have a really sustainable fishery. So in mainland China, it's a very different type of situation. Maybe the one similarity is that the fishery resources in mainland China also are very much reduced, just as we have here. So they're really a, a sort of a shadow of their former glory. And the Chinese government is very concerned about this. And over the years, they've been putting in a lot of different measures to try and address this situation. They have two major measures that were introduced were moratoria. And a moratorium is when you completely close a fishery off for a period of time. And they started off with several months moratoria in the summer and have extended that now to, I think it's four months uh, in the southern part of China, which means that for four months, boats cannot go out. And that seems to be having some kind of positive effect. They also have a zero growth policy, which means no increase in fishing activity. So they are being more active, I would say more proactive in mainland China to try to protect their fisheries and restore their fisheries. But the situation in both uh, mainland China and Hong Kong is that the fisheries are so desperately reduced that it's going to take some really major measures to be able to restore them. The fisheries are in decline, but it's basically impossible to notice it because once you enter the wet market, you see all kinds of seafood everywhere. So how do you, how do you address that? As consumers, we go into the marketplace and we see a lot of fish. We go into the supermarkets. We go into restaurants. We see fish all the time. We see live fish in the tanks outside the restaurants. So it seems like there is just abundance everywhere. What we don't realize if we... If, we, if that's all we see, what we don't realize is all of those fish are consolidated into a small area, in this case in Hong Kong, from a massive number of sources around the planet. And that number of sources is increasing all the time. So to give you an example, there are something like 200 countries on the planet, and we import from about 130 of them. So we don't see that at this end, but the, the kind of striving by the traders and the, the, the people trying to get the fish is, is a constant struggle to maintain their supplies because of overfishing. So eventually we will see it, but at the moment we have the luxury of, of the benefit, let's say, of, of all the efforts. Well, yes, that's right. So I guess to conclude everything, to send uh, our general public a message, what can we do exactly? A uh, short message is to be informed about our seas, to care about our seas. There are a lot of articles 
about the seas. If you care enough, write about them to the newspapers, teach, you know, your, tell your family, you know, teach, your, teach your, your, your children and your students, and select sustainably produced seafood. And we will do our best to get more and more sustainably produced seafood, certified seafood, so we get them in the wet markets as well.